Get ready to innovate and organize your workspace with Metro. As the industry leader in storage and distribution systems, Metro is here to transform and organize your kitchen. With their premium solutions, you'll experience the Metro difference. Metro's sturdy and versatile shelving units, workstations, holding cabinets, and utility carts are designed to streamline operations and maximize your productivity. Don't settle for imitators. Metro products last longer and offer unparalleled quality and durability. Plus, the many customization options ensure that your space is tailored to your unique needs. Hey, we use them here at Walk & Talk. Say goodbye to chaos and hello to order with Metro Shelving. Visit their website or contact them today to start designing your perfect space. Metro Shelving, your partner in organization and efficiency. All right, we're rolling in five, four, three, two, one. Hello, fam, and welcome to the Walk in Circles podcast, where Circle C Farm owner Nicole Cruz and me, Carl Fiedini, founder of the Walk and Talk podcast, get into what propels the business of agriculture and food. Nicole, there is talk about a looming food shortage. I'm not happy about that. Um, how do we prepare for such a thing? And what could you really do? Uh, I mean, I've got a possible solution. Maybe introduce yourselves to, to the uh, local farm owners and start buying direct. You build up some rapport. And when the box store shelves are thinned out, you'll have a strategy in place. Am I crazy? No, I don't think you're crazy at all. I think it's brilliant. So one of the things that people realized during COVID was, oh my gosh, where are the local farms? Where can I get the food directly? Right. So as this right, so booming food shortage, where do you get the food? And and hey, who actually grows that stuff? Like nobody knows the farmer's name. Like the the farm that's like fifteen minutes from your house, right? Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. A lot of times people don't even realize that the farms are actually that close. Yeah, especially in Florida. Yeah, you know, because of the yeah, I mean, you can be you're literally uh, even if you have a condo on the uh, on the water, you're literally Mm -hmm. 25 minutes from a farm somewhere, no matter where you are in the state. Oh, yeah, at least and and multiple. Yeah. And you're so and for people who uh, who are just tuning in, this is uh, this would kind of be considered our first. uh, um, collaboration. Uh, you are, uh, you and your husband, Manny own Circle C Farm down in Bonita Springs, Florida. Um, I, of course, I'm up in, uh, in the Tampa Bay area and uh, you know, I mean, I, I was excited. We've been talking about this for, I don't know, pretty, pretty good amount of time now. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. here, and here we yeah. are. Yay, I'm so <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, by Yay. the by the way, um, I got into those steaks, um, and they were delicious. We never oh. talked about it. We never talked about it. They were fantastic. Yes. And well, good. I'm glad. How did you cook them? On a grill. Come on. What are we, what are we talking about? Okay. Yeah. I don't put any fancy stuff. I'm a salt, pepper, uh, you know, grill it, medium rare kind of guy. And that's what our, because our meats are completely grass finished. That's all you need. It's just a little salt and pepper, maybe a little olive oil or butter. Perfect. Butter. I love it. You know, so, um, and that's, and that's the thing. So on your farm, you, you kind of grow everything. You've got, um, everything from, from, from chickens to, you know, goats and everything, right? Like what's real quick, kind of, kind of, uh, do a 30,000 foot view of the farm. 
Okay, fair enough. So we are the only farm in the entire country, and most definitely the only farm in the state of Florida, to have a USDA-inspected facility on farm for both red and white meat. And so what that really means is that we're the only farm in the state of Florida and, the, and in the U.S. that has inspectors on our property from the USDA for the harvesting of all of our livestock and all of our meat processing components or a butcher shop. And when I say red and white meat, the red meat covers your pork, your beef, your lamb, your goat meats, those red meats. And the white would be your poultries, so your duck, your chicken, and your turkeys, guineas, all of those, the poultry, the flying poultry. So it's a, it's a pretty unique opportunity, especially given the fact that we're also 100% vertically integrated. Yeah, your situation, your 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 setup, uh, and and yeah. you know we only saw one uh, area, let's say, of uh, of the property, but it's it's amazing. And you know, it was really cool um, when we were there uh, right after uh, Ian Hurricane Ian. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have you have like the little chicks with the with the mama bird just kind of walking around the property doing their own thing, and you know when you when you actually see that because. You know, all these are, you know, um, hot topic or hot button uh, words, you know, um, cage free and, you know, this Mm -hmm. is that whole. So when you actually see it and experience what it really means, um, it's a little enlightening, in my opinion. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, Yeah, it's real. When we were doing that that episode on, on the Walk and Talk podcast series, we had the rooster behind us the whole time. I don't know if you remember that. He kept going off and talking. Yeah, no, I I, I do. I do. In fact, uh, you know, strangely, every single episode um, that we've recorded, yeah. you know, because we go, we, with Walk and Talk, we're going, um, we're recording on site. So we go to hotels and restaurants right. and farms and whatnot. And, um, you know, in every single episode, there's something unique. There's something happening, whether it's, um, wow. you know, servers or bartenders getting ready for their service. Um, you know, chickens and roosters and, you know, just weird stuff, but it's good stuff. It's like, it, it brings character and depth to what we're doing. And, and, yeah. that, and that is part of the genesis of, you know, you and I collaborating, um, with this kind of new endeavor here, um, you know, with, with walk in circles podcast. So I, I think it's pretty cool. Um, why don't you share with the listeners your, um, from in your words, uh, where you see where you see us going? Oh wow, that's kind of, it's exciting and and um, so open, you know, because you and I come from an overlapping, or what I kind of the analogy, the visual analogy I like to use is a, a spider web. So you've been in different areas or facets of food, and you still are in different ways, and so am I. And and then with you start overlaying it with all of the agriculture components. And I really, I think I've I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. And when we talk about farming and we talk about food, but we're also talking about the fun and entertaining component to farming and agriculture and where it leads us to the whole culinary component. And so I, I would, where I see us now looking forward is this amazing opportunity to have this ongoing and ever 
expanding and interconnected conversation over periods of time that we're talking about what's going on and what's the genesis of the ideas behind what the chefs come up with. And then when they stop and they look at what they want to create and they back it up to where it came from and it goes back into the agriculture component and how do we do what we do to get the product that the chefs are looking for or that the home chef or any one of us that, you know, for example, um, shop with us directly or listen to you on uh, your other series and episodes. It's just this amazing interconnection of ideas and thoughts that you and I get to bring together from two perceivably different worlds or areas, but they're so interconnected. And I don't think people really understand that when, when farmers like myself who do and handle everything, all of these different layers and then we turn around and we pass that that meat off to you all as chefs or that are creating this amazing opportunity in the culinary world that it is it's not a it's a farmer and a chef and it's an interconnection and it just it just gives so much opportunity to what really should be and that's the simplicity of what we both do in its ultimate natural state of just enjoying what things really are in the moment, whether it's that animal as it's growing over time, it gets harvested humanely in an old fashioned way in the, the preparations of the meal that are spent in a way that should be nurturing both for body and, and mind, but also for the soul and to really take the step back and look at things from a different perspective. And not to be looking at things from a um, marketing or a sales perspective or all of that that gets forced upon us all day long, but to really relax enough and enjoy the moment and gather and talk in a way that is just open and creative. And it's just, this is a perfect opportunity for that because it's as, needed. Like you and I, Yeah. And you and I talked about this when we were talking before, both on and off. The, the mic and we were talking about like our grandparents like you know what influence they had on us in cooking and in, in culinary and whether it was just a spaghetti sauce or you know whether it was some multi-layered dish that you know grandma used to make in the kitchen and you know and later I found out it was just a really great macaroni and cheese and mustard totally <laughs> but it was, it was you know, it was all those emotions wrapped around something that I thought hey, don't, was so complex. Don't, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't you can't you can't but just was, discount. But, you you can't discount if it's no. because it's macaroni and cheese. It's you know, if it's no, done. No, 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 it was amazing. Oh my gosh, she used four or five different cheeses and she spent all day and it was this amazing thing. But it but at the time it was me spending time with my grandma in the kitchen not even thinking about cutting up the cheese and throwing them in, in the oven and putting the foil. It, it was oh, about that's, that's, that's one of the tragedies of, of, uh, of life. Right. I mean, you don't, you don't recognize yeah. those, those wonderful moments until, you know, until it's way past, uh, you know, you, you should have, we, it's unfortunate. Um, stuff like that should be inherent, you know, in our, um, in our spirits, uh, as we, as we, um, you know, come into this world, man, you know, it should be something where we just simply recognize that, Hey, you know, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, whoever, 
um, <clears throat> you know, time is, is special with these uh, with these people. And unfortunately, you know, we're kids, we're stupid, and then you know, we, you squander that time, and that's just the nature the nature of it. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, I, you know, it's very much about perspective, but it's just, you know, I look at that and I, I think, wow, how great and wonderful everything is these days, and all this technology and the speed that we're going, and da 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 da. And then the other part of me is like, whoa, stop, Tiger. Let's take a step back. Let's break the bottle of wine out or break out the tea or break out the the really neat homemade soda or, you know, something that is is going to be an accompaniment to the meal that you're you're spending the time on. And I'm not even talking about, you know, these expensive, elaborate, multi-star dinners. I, I mean, I'm talking about just the simplicity of enjoying the time spent in the kitchen preparing it whomever's in the kitchen with you if you have the time if you physically if you have time in your life you can do such a thing and 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 therein lies the uh therein lies the speed bump you know we are all tethered to our devices technology um you know what we're gonna you know the forty thousand different things we're gonna do or you know, if you're, if, if it's a, if it's a, you know, the quote unquote, uh, soccer mom sort of a situation where, you know, the, the children have to be, um, at events just like day in, day out, hour by hour. And, yeah. and you miss, you, you, you lose a lot of time like that. Yeah, you do. I mean, even here on the farm all day long, I mean, we are going constantly. It is, there's always something to do, something that needs to be done. This got has to be taken care of. This has to be planned. Oh, fix that water. Oh, that gate hinge needs to be fixed. Oh, this. Oh, that. When are we moving the chickens? Oh, we got to harvest. But then, but then, you, you know, know what though? Here, here we are. Oh, here we are. Yeah. Right. There's, you know, uh, you Nicole, me Carl, and we're doing this. We're doing this collab. I was, I was, um, I, I got onto a couple of uh, Facebook groups that are um, connected with um, podcasting and and videography and whatnot. And I posted a picture of some equipment <clears throat> and uh, a fella up in, um, up in Canada. He's like, he goes, wow, this is your, your setup is, is super nice. And uh, we got to going back and forth and he, you know, he's like, yeah, I was in, uh, I was in radio for 17 years and uh, in 09 or 10 or something like that. He had, he had a pod a podcast or whatever. And he's, you know, this is a guy who's been in that sort of business for, quite a number of years, you know, definitely, um, you know, towards the beginning of the internet, you know, and how all of this stuff works. And he's, he's just saying, he's like, Hey, you know, I, I, I could, I watch some of your videos and listen to some of your content and everything. And he's like, you know, stuff that you're doing at home today, you know, um, is on par with any professional organization over the last hundred years. You know what I mean? It's, it's, um, mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing and it is. So we're here, we're taking advantage of this, um, you know, uh, race to the top on technology. Um, and it's great because, you know, we get to, we actually get to, uh, raise topics, um, yep. like this one, you know, like how, you know, so we are actually, um, creating content and we are creating ideas we're not necessarily creating ideas, but we're bringing ideas to the forefront where people will listen to this and it'll get them thinking, you know, like it's a, mm-hmm. it's, it's very powerful. It's a, you know, it's pretty amazing to, to have, uh, if you can do it and have the means to do it and you can articulate 
in any kind of capacity to do something like this. I don't know. It's pretty amazing. I'm, I'm glad that we started this and it's, uh, I, I think it's going to evolve into something um, special. Me too. Me too. I'm very much looking forward to it. And I, I just think that uh, there's so many opportunities out there to have those interconnections of conversations and really, as you mentioned, to bring things up and to be able to talk about them in a way that is a safe space. And, and not to sound like overly emotional and cheesy in that sense, but truly respectful, safe place in which conversation can occur, dialogue can happen, mm-hmm. and people, you know, in addition to you and I, as we bring, you know, others into, into conversations or, or you know, portions of conversations, that there's a place in which there's an, there, we can agree and we can agree to disagree type of thing. And, but you're also not going to really call me value. names, I guess, right? You're not going to, you're not going to scream at me no. and, 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 uh, and in a profane way. And no, this isn't going to no. be like the comment no, section of a, of a hot, uh, Instagram, uh, post. Right? No. I mean, no? Okay. No. Right. no but, but I'm just I will checking. Yeah, I, 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 no, no, uh-uh. I won't scream at you, but I, I, will, I will politely disagree and I will tell you why I think what I think. <laughs> okay. Well, that's fair enough. I can, I can, yeah. I can do. Let me ask you a question. So, how yeah. does a sane person, because uh, you're, you know, so for, for those uh, folks out there who are, who are listening to this, um, Nicole is incredibly organized and methodical. <laughs> In, in, you know, her approach to things in general, like at large things. And um, how does, how does a sane person say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to give up like the quote unquote normal life. And I'm, we're going to, you know, hubby and I, we're going to go start a farm. You know, how do you do that? That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a giant leap. Attention chefs and food buyers. Are you looking to improve your proteins program with quality and service by the best in the beef business? Reach out to Peninsula Food Service. With 25 butchers on staff, their services will dazzle you and impress your dining guests. Peninsula is the largest Creekstone farm distributor in the Southeast United States. Let the gang at Peninsula Food Service cut your beef burdens away and ask about their dry-aged program. Look them up at PeninsulaFood.com. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was definitely a, a, a leap. Um, I had spent the years prior to that in education. I'm also dealing a little bit of real estate construction. And um, he actually grew up in big agriculture. So it was way more of a natural thought idea or transition opportunity for him than it was for me. Um, I grew up with, you know, cats, dogs, sister, horses type of thing. Um, very, very small scale. But I understood the mechanics behind making sure that the processes and the systems were in place. And I'm very much an organizational design theory type of linear person for things like that. So, and I'm very heavy into strategic planning. And so those were the things that we we evaluated, like, hey, what do we want to do with this, we both had a love of agriculture. We both wanted to get back into the space, but we weren't sure how to go about it. Uh, we had a small farm, 
in Lee County in the Bonita Springs area. And then I was doing some real estate searching and came across some properties out about 45 minutes east of Bonita out in the Felda area. And so we happened to come across a farm here and we happened to come across an opportunity that we would have been foolish to pass up. And that just kind of led one thing into the other. And so we ended up with over 100 acres initially. And we were like, oh, no, we better put a lot more animals on here because if not, we're going to be doing a lot of mowing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, one thing just kind of evolved and led to another. And we had started with the cattle. Then we added sheep. Um, and then we actually, from the sheep, we created our own breed. So we had crossed a couple of different breeds that would be successful here in Florida. And um, we created our own foundation bloodline for that. And that's a whole different conversation at another time. And then we went ahead and started adding in the laying hens, uh, the chickens at that time. And then that just progressed to meat chickens and then pigs and you know, it's just an evolution of, well, if you have this and this tastes that incredible and you're raising them this way and you're offering an opportunity because of your unique situation of being the only farm that can offer this for other farmers. Now you're a USDA inspected facility on your farm. So that's got a whole bunch of benefits to your animals and you're now open to an opportunity to allow other farmers to come in and offer the same butchering services, you know, and then that evolves. So it's, it's just, it's kind of one of those things that when you get into it, it just naturally evolved. And so, so fortunately, well, hold on a second, hold on a second, yeah. a couple of things. So, yeah. uh, I appreciate your, um, um, the manner, uh, in which that you, <laughs> Uh, uh, your approach to this whole thing. I, I just, I, I appreciate it. Right. Because I am also a strategic thinker, but okay. I, I, my thinking comes in the, in, in bubble form. Like you're, you, you're, okay. you, you are, um, you are like line item, line item, you know, spreadsheet, I, obviously visionary, but you, the way that you uh, execute is line, line item by line item. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I am in bubble form. You know, uh, it's, uh, in fact, it's more like, um, okay. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I always envied, uh, you know, the, um, incredibly organized, uh, folks. Um, but you know, I, I was thinking well, as you were talking and you were, you know, getting into, you know, <clears throat> which animals came first, but you know, that whole thing is, is there a, um, I don't know, is it sheep or is it, uh, goats? You ever see these meet the uh, the videos on social media where one of these um, furry little guys they just you know run and and just plow somebody over they just truck them uh, and then go after them. You ever see you know what I'm talking about? Are you talking about sheep or are you talking about goats? I think it's I think it's sheep, but it could be goats too. I, you know what? As we're talking, it I don't remember because I've seen so many of them. It could be both. I don't know. That's why and that's what I'm looking for here. I'm looking for some insight. Oh, okay. Well, it could be either. Could, I mean, that's why I was at. But, are they a-holes? I will tell you. Are they a-holes? Like, um, well, yeah. Well, the, the sheep are. If you get the rams, they can be real nasty. But the um, but the goats, typically, I mean, they can be just as aggressive and nasty, but they're typically more humorous and uh, they're charging capability. Yeah, no, I mean, I just, I mean, it was only. They can be more animated. 
Yeah, listen, I, I work a lot too. You you work, I work, but I do find myself yeah. uh, uh, with my device constantly, and I'm either posting or talking on the phone with a client yep. or you know, whatever. Um, and, and you know, you you find your little moments where you you'll scroll some some video, and yep. I just I just saw something a couple of days ago where this this little furry sob was just like mauling people. <laughs> it was I don't know knocking over uh, elderly and. You know, Robin Banks. It was it was crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> That's funny. The ours are ours are not that aggressive. Well, probably because so they have I all that space. Yeah. Well, yeah. We've got almost two hundred acres now, so yeah, they they're they're all spread out. But we have our livestock is really chill. I mean, they're not in a stressful environment, so they're just like, okay, whatever. We'll lay down, take a nap. If not, we'll get up. We'll eat. You know. I mean, that's. You know, rinse and repeat. Sounds like you're talking so, about me. No, no, I told you I wouldn't say anything. No, I mean, it's, uh, they're living my, they're living the life I want. You know? Yeah, I know. I'm, yeah, I'm going to lay down for, going for Yeah, I'm going to lay down for a bit. Then, oh, man, I'm a little hungry. I'm going to eat something. <sighs> That's, eh, maybe not. Whatever. I'm going to lay down again. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I don't have to bathe till it rains. You know, it's all good. It's, it's, that's the life for me, you know? When I when when I tell people, yeah, I love the farm life. That's really what I'm talking about. It's that. Yeah, they don't realize it. Mm. They don't realize it, but it, it is a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a tremendous amount of work, and I I couldn't do it. Um, maybe in another lifetime, but uh, you know, but I do like to be close to it. Um, hence, you know, this whole, um, you know, walk and talk. Uh, media that revolves around the the food world, you know, mm-hmm. everything from farms to, you know, restaurants and bartenders, you know, that's the entire encompasses everything really. <clears throat> um, yeah. You're hitting, you're hitting every facet on the food industry side. It's crazy. It's really very, yeah, it's Thank really you. intriguing because you're getting some fantastic personalities that are coming out in ways that would not ordinarily come out and just, conversation with them in their space yes like you're, you're able to poke and prod into in a very gently respectful way and really have conversation that's not boilerplate and that's what makes it so interesting i embrace that and, and yeah. thank you yeah it's not an you're easy welcome. feat either um you know you, you no, because you're you you're i mean don't take this wrong but that's a whole mission what you do like yes. when you told me you were going to come down and set everything and I mean, it's amazing. Like, you took up the entire space. You you have all this incredible equipment. You made sure that you had everything exactly where it needed to be. I mean, it is a spot on professional setup that you've got going on. And I, and I this is not a you know blow and smoke thing. I mean, I watched you you guys put this together, and it was very well done, very methodic, very thoughtful. And then when you know, the countdown and the mic starts rolling, then a whole different, you know, atmosphere goes on and it's still happy and engaging. It's just, this was just really a neat experience. And Carlos, you didn't come into people's space. You wouldn't be getting the genuineness and the authenticity from the people that you're talking to. Because, you know, just walking in and doing a selfie type thingy and, a, and you know, a quick, you know, soundbite thing is just not it's just not real 
You know and what so, it is? And, it's and the effort. You know, there's a parallel. Uh, and first of all, you know, th- thank you for all the, the sunshine that you just, uh, you know, uh, shot it into my body. Thank you. Um, I will take that. I will absolutely embrace that and, and accept that. Um, you know, there's a, um, the way to do this, it's, it's difficult because it's like when you, at some point when you said you, uh, Manny and yourself, you said, Hey, you know, um, let's, let's do this. Let's get it. Let's do a farm. Let's, let's grow stuff. Let's raise animals. Let's, and you know, you, you didn't just, it wasn't superficial. It wasn't just surface. You, you, you said, no, we're going to do this and we're going to do this like nobody else. And we're going to go farther. And yeah, it's going to be more laborious or laborious, uh, mm-hmm. whatever. And you, you know, it pays off in the end because, you know, you have to front load it and the front loading of all that work and effort, money, energy, the whole thing. It's scary. Um, and then it comes it's back terrible. around. If you, you know, if you really put the, if you really, um, if you put, uh, if it's driven by honesty and doing the right work, man, you win, you just win. And, you know, we could have, I could have did all this stuff with, um, a bunch of iPhones, probably a bunch of, I, mm-hmm. I, I probably have in my house, like enough iPhones to, to put on a production, you know? Um, but I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be like literally every everybody else that you see on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. I just wanted something a little bit more, um, you know. And so for the first like two years, um, every week I was buying something new. Every week there was a new mm-hmm. piece of equipment that improved what we were doing. And and holy crap, the learning curve um, and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. And then you know, finally you you get to a point where you you know like you can hire some farm hands. You know, you get people in there doing the work that you used to do. I'm in the same position. Like, you know, I was very fortunate to have, uh, you know, like Willie and John and um, you didn't meet Veronica and, and a few other people. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, and I can never forget uh, Jeffrey uh, Schlissel, the Schlisselmeister. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you, you get all these, these great people around you, you provide um, the, the right tools and all of a sudden, you got something cool. You got a 200 acre, yeah. 200 plus acre farm with awesome, just terrific animals that, that you actually care about and take care of and, or, you know, awesome equipment that we yes. can share about those animals and the farm and everything yes. on. It's, it's amazing. It's cool. Yes. And the irony is, is that it, it, with all of that, what comes with that is that there's just days where I'm happy to set the social media and the technology down and walk out into the pasture with no equipment and just be. I don't know what that's like. And actually, (laughs) I'm working on that. Like, so, because we've been so full throttle for the last seven, eight years that it's, we are reminding ourselves of why we're, why we're doing it and not trying, we're slowing things down because we're really, really looking at and being conscientious about maintaining the perspective of why is it we're doing what we're doing and really thinking reflectively and analytically about what have we done, what, where are we now, and where do we want to look forward to? Because we have a lot of things that are going to be rolling out throughout the course of 2023, and we're super stoked, but we're also no longer in a hurry. And I think that that's one of the biggest shifts for us in this being in the food space and 
just in life in general, even in the chaos of the last couple of years, but for us since we began. And I and I think it's parallel to many people who are in and own and operate their own small businesses. Is you want to get into it, you want to hit the ground running, you want to be super successful, you want to have go, 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 go. And and it you just feel like you're driven, like there's this force that's driving you, and that can be such a positive force. But at the same time, as adults, when we look back to when we were younger and we go, wow, I wish I didn't rush through all those parts of my journey. That's where I am now is I'm looking back over the last seven, eight years going, okay, I don't, I don't feel the need to rush anymore. I really want to look at this and take in all the facets of the journey. So I'm, I'm not waiting to 20 or 30 years down the road. I'm stopping now and looking back going, okay, all these pieces and parts to the, our agriculture and our food space journey and what we've learned in the learning curves. And, you know, I can sit and rattle off so much content and information and data and all these things that shoot, when we started this, I never would have thought I would be able to, you know, take that and go from nothing to significantly knowledgeable in, in a matter of days, weeks, months, or a year or so in all these different areas. So it's, it's really, I really want to be able to look and take in every piece and part of the journey, the experience of what we're doing, like of what you're doing, of the people you're talking to, the people you and I want to talk to, you know, just really engage with, with what's going on in our life space relative to the things that are, it should be the most important. I was not just, to sound too philosophical. No, but I mean, it, I think, know, first of all, first of all, I think our society, uh, I think we're desperate for some philosophy, um, but that's another, that's another uh, show topic. Um, I, you know, I was just having a conversation with somebody a couple of days ago about, um, you know, how you need to, you know, stop and look around, right? Because it, the mm-hmm. time flies by and, you know, I have to, so when you're starting a company or you start a business or, you know, whatever it is, uh, you have to, because, you know, when everybody's further along into their business and they've, you know, made some money and things are, you know, things have a flow and a process or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you talk to those, those, uh, those cats and you say, Hey, so what do you, what do you recommend to a, a young entrepreneur or something like that? And they all say the same thing. They say, uh, you know, enjoy the ride. You have to enjoy the ride. And you and you look at that. You look at them with a you cock your head to the side. You look at them and go, yeah. What, how do you do that? You know, you, you know, cash flows a mess. Um, personnel. You're doing, you know, the, the work and all. What are you stopping to? Everything. Yeah. So I, um, in this particular endeavor, um, you know, because I came off of a nine year. Um, uh, the company that I was was with uh, prior to doing all this, um, it was nine years of pretty much um, three sixty five, um, seven days a week, every day of the year. You know, the, the facility, the facilities um, were in operation, and it's like you know you 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 don't have time for anything. So when I got into to this and I transitioned into you know um, where I'm at now. You know, I said, you know what I'm going to do? I, I am going to actually stop and look around. I'm really going to try to enjoy this. And 
And it's, mm-hmm. it's still not easy because, you know, cash flow sucks and personnel, like you sometimes you just don't have enough people and all of those things occur in every single business, mine included. And, mm-hmm. but you still have to just like literally pump your own brakes and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where was I? Look where, look where this, look where we are now. Because in the beginning it was, where was I? Cause I started it. Where was I? But now it's no. Look where we are. Look where we've gotten, and the growth is tremendous. And um, you know, so you, I was fortunate in this, in this, um, with walk and talk to to be able to do that. So again, I'm going to piggyback on your um, uh, Phyllis, uh, um brain freeze there, but, uh, speaking of, yeah, philosophical, philosophical. thank you. Um, I want to do it now. I like, you know, that's what I'm saying. This is, this is a long process and there's so many, there's people don't realize when they look at us, they're like, Oh, okay. You're a farm and you raise, you raise animals. And it's yes. mm -hmm, That's just one component. One, 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 major but minor piece of what we do you know so it's very uh, it's very perspective bearing when when you start to look at all of the different layers that go into what it takes to do what we do or what you do and to be successful not by other people's perceptions because while that's important it's not important at the same time because for me, it's about how am I deeming my level of accomplishment or success? I, I value those that are part of our extended circle free farm family very much so. But I have to answer to me every night. Correct. And, and that, that's how I hold myself accountable. And so there's so many different layers. And I, I think that's also the part because my, um, it's funny you chuckle, or I mean, I chuckled it when you said, I'm the way I've laid everything out. My vision board is an Excel spreadsheet. (laughs) (laughs) And and I didn't know that. So just just so everybody's aware, I I did not know that. Walk and Talk Podcast, now sweetened by Noble Citrus. Bite into a juicy crunch tangerine. 40 years perfected, seedless and oh so tasty. Or savor a starburst pomelo, the giant citrus with a unique zing. Don't miss autumn honey tangerines, big and easy to peel. Noble, generations of citrus expertise, delivering exceptional flavor year-round. Taste the difference with Noble Citrus. No, no, because when you guys were here, you weren't in Manny in my office. Uh-uh. You, you know, you got you going through the main office, but my vision board is this huge, massive, all these paste, pieces of paper taped to the wall of my of my Excel spreadsheet vision board. And because I have all my categories in my cells, and I've got you know all of the connections, so a little bit that's you know, but that's how my brain works and. And so there's so many different columns up there because there's so many different things that I still want to accomplish or do with or related to what we're doing on the farm. And 
that's the really cool, exciting part because even though we're riding the roller coaster of chaos as part of the the journey of the business or the animals or the farm, there's this there's the one there's the one thing that is consistent, and that is no matter how fast I need anything to grow, it's going to take whatever time it's going to take. Nothing you can do about it. And there is nothing I can do to make that hamburger that takes almost three years to be produced, produce any faster. Or the chicken that takes 12, 14, or 16 weeks to grow to get it to the size we need for the cuts we need. Or a baby laying hen chick who comes from the hatchery at a day old or hatches from a day old, and it takes the breed that we work with takes about six, maybe as much as seven months before they start laying eggs. Like there's, there's nothing I can do to make that laying hen chick lay an egg any faster. I mean, not naturally. I'm sure, you know, I, and I don't even like, well, there might be, there might be a way, there might be a way. Maybe there, it's, there, maybe it's yeah. back rubs and massages to the, to the, to the animals. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's not happening. I don't even get those. <laughs> true story. <laughs> getting it before me. True, true story. But you know, but but you know, there's no matter how much we want to push or how how much we want it to go faster, hurry, 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 it's going to take whatever time. And I think that's the parallel reflection opportunity to anything that we're doing relative to like enjoying the journey. Now. I honestly didn't have any mentors or anything related to this because we are trailblazing everything we're doing. Mm -hmm. And so for us, and and that's, you know, actually that's very parallel now I think about it for what you're doing too, is for us, there's nobody for us to go and say, Hey, you know, you're doing something kind of sort of similar, but not really like us. So can I pick your brain? Because the truth of the matter is that there is no farm in this country that is doing what we're doing. And in particular, the things that we're going to be rolling out this year alone, it's, there is no comparison. There's no word like, there is no one like Circle C Farm because we're, we're that unique. And we just naturally evolve that way. Like Manny yeah, and I didn't You will be, say, you're, hey, you guys are going to be yeah. the, the farm hub uh, in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean yeah, to cut you there. I'm just it, saying, like you, you're, you know, you're, you know, I know some of the stuff you're talking about, and you, you're gonna be, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be the yeah. the charging hub for, uh, <laughs> for all the rest of the poor, uh, you know, poor poor farmers yeah. out there who are breaking for, their backs. For the farmers, and exactly, and, and and that is one of the commitments that we have had since the very beginning is to, you know, we recognize that we may be more foolish than others. <laughs> And we're just jumping in with both feet and, you know, no snorkel. We just dove right in and, you know, and and we get that. That's just who we are. But we're also very um, aware of the farmers that are in our space here or, you know, in whether it's local, local or regional or, or statewide. You know, we also recognize that there's a lot of needs within our community and from the farming agriculture side, but also from the consumer side. And so, you know, somebody's got to be that liaison, that conduit between. Somebody's got to reach between and say, do I have a big enough to do this? And yeah, I'm going to make this happen because it's needed. 
and not give a rat's behind that, you know, other people would rather see you fail than be successful simply because of spite or jealousy. And <laughs> we deal with that on an almost daily basis. And, you know, it used to bother me, but right now I just really don't, you know, give a craps. You know, I, I, I'm trying to be nice because I know that there may be children that will be listening at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to be careful, you know, conscientious of that. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, and, and the coattail riders and the and the keyboard warriors and, you know, I deal with all this stuff and I gave up a long time ago taking it personally. Oh, you can't. And, and, that, and, and I have to say that, that that's one of the things that sometimes people really do piss me off because they'll make a slam in a post or in Facebook stuff or, or um, on an email or they'll call or they'll text a voicemail or, you know, communication of some sort. And it's like, wait a minute, you've just personally attacked and insulted me as the farmer who's feeding you. How dare you? Because people don't have a perspective of you the know, fact that I'm not a big box store. No, I don't have they don't to get feed it. They don't you. know, but they don't understand, you know? So like, and, listen, if it, it's not, what it's I not used to, nice. one of the things like, I used to tell my, my sales when, when I was, uh, I manage a bunch of people, salespeople. And one of the things I would tell them is like, cause you know, obviously either people you work with, uh, people you work with or, um, you know, clients and, and whatnot, people in the surrounding, uh, your peers, whatever, they say things and do things that are, that really they are hurtful. But, you know, like if you step on a snake and the snake bites you, are you surprised? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not saying like intentionally step on a snake. If you're walking through the the bush and you step on a snake, the the nature is for it to bite. And, you know, and there's some animals that are just, they'll go after you. My point is it shouldn't surprise you. There shouldn't be any surprise. Right. And and I'm not talking about you. This is, you know, for listeners uh, in general. In general. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you, you gotta let it go because the me, the Carl uh, of today, I let so much, uh, so many things slide. Because it isn't worth it. And I recognize it now where, you know, maybe 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I would want to battle you to, I, you know, yeah. to, to, to the point of it bad, like really bad. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you, you know, I guess you live, you learn and you, you, you figure out how to calm down. You figure out how well, to place I mean, that, I... not calm down to, to, you figure out where to place the, um, you know, whether it's the written letter or the, you know, the verbal speak, you put it in the, in the correct boxes and you control yourself. And, and, and you realize that these people are just like that. And that's it. Like you just move on and it doesn't, you let it roll off you. Hey, bar and girl fans, it's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk, where me and my co-hosts sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar and Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby! Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, but it's also interesting, too, because one of the things is, and, and this is definitely an evolution I have seen since I've been in agriculture, separate from the other industries and professions that I have been in previously. And it's 
it's very interesting, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it this way. First and foremost, the, the, and I mean this sincerely, the, the Circle C Farm family that we have around us, and I mean everybody, whether it's local, hyperlocal, Florida, around the entire country that we ship to, they're wonderful. What what I find is the people who are calling and questioning things are people. In, in the, they're saying it in a nasty way, are the people that are not willing to take the time to educate themselves and or to search something up before they call or they email or they slam or they just make assumptions based on a, a, a price. They've not spent the time and the energy to go and, and actually investigate what's real or not you know, what information is accurate or the, all the inaccuracies out there. And so I find that, that part of one of the major things that I figured out very early on was that people were calling, and even when they were rude and nasty, other than people just having, being in a bad space at that moment, which, you know, everybody in life does, but people were calling and, and making statements, and it's like, well, wait a minute, you're not accurate. And so I'm spending a lot of time and have spent a lot of time in the education realm with individuals mm. because the, in, the misinformation out there is so thick, is so heavy, and people just don't really know anymore because I think we've distanced ourselves so far from the food chain, from the food system, so from the understanding of yeah, yeah. and. And people are calling and they're making statements. And, you know, after I get over sometimes the bewilderment of the idiocy and the statement, I'm like, where in the hell did they come up with this? Or are you kidding me? Or how old are you? How long have you been eating? And this is what you really think. But wait a minute. It's right. And I'm going to, and I'm going to, I'm going to add to that because the same people um, that are detached from you know, how humans consume and eat and what, you know, we need to, uh, to, to live, to survive. It trickles over into the animal kingdom with those folks, because those are the individuals that like when there's, um, I don't know, uh, a shark attack or, you know, a, a cougar, uh, in Colorado or something like bear or whatever. And, and you hear about, um, well, you're, they deserve it because, you know, you're encroaching on, you're, you know, on, on the animal's land, you know, with their habitat. And I'm like, you dummies, hey, we're part of the planet. Like, where are we supposed to go? Live in a big city? Is that where we're supposed to? That's not, nor- that's not natural. You know, we'd be living with these, the critters. You know, if it weren't for uh, mm-hmm. concrete and steel, we'd be living, you know, in in uh, mud huts, uh, you know, just on the, uh, you know, just on the periphery, uh, peripheral of the, of, of, of the forest. You know what I mean? So we'd be with them mm-hmm. on, on the coastlines and all that stuff. So completely detached because these are animals that, hey, we're part of, we could potentially be part of their f- food chain, you know, part of the food chain. And, can you know, um, conversely, they're part of our food chain in some fashion, depending on the animal. You know what I mean? So people, right. when it comes to uh, food, life, living, uh, the ideas of what a you know where we should be as a, the human race. People are so nuts, turned upside down. The world is is uh, upside down. Well, and I think that that has to do with the speed at which people feel the compulsion to function. Where there's a you know, instead of going and finding out what the real information is, 
they they tend to to catch those you know five second article titles or you know those types of things so you know that's one of the things that i have spent the last several years really working on is trying to educate people are you trying and, to say are you trying to say that a pork chop uh, on a styrofoam you know with the styrofoam saran uh, packaging it doesn't come that way from the animal like isn't it you mean that's part nope. of it doesn't just appear like that nope no well, and, and, stop and, it i know i know it's like oh, astounding but the people i don't think really realize that your food comes from someplace whether it's as you'd say whether it's veg or meat you know whether it's your produce or it's your proteins it's you know people in in general are so disconnected and and that kind of goes back to where we you know again not not being pun-ish but the circling back around not you know separate from the whole hmm. circle of life component but when we first started our conversation a little bit ago, we talked about, you know, food and food availability, accessibility, food shortages, you know, what's going to come down, down the pipe for us in general. And, you know, part of the reason people panicked during the pandemic COVID period of time and, and all that stuff was because they are people, many people are disconnected with their space, with their living environment, with, their food sourcing. You know, the beautiful part about the world, the global world we live in is you can get some really neat stuff food-wise and yes. culinarily, you know, from different parts of the world, which is if it wasn't for those things, I may never get a chance to travel to those countries. So now I get to try these really incredible dishes or spices or or things that are just just make my mouth just burst with excitement, you know, in for that meal or that experience. But at the same time, there's a disconnect with understanding that your food shed is your space around you. It's your local farmers that you should be supporting. And I don't mean support because your farmers need your support to survive. No, you need to support them so you can eat, so you can survive. Yeah, don't don't like rely on the box really, store. Yeah, no, this is truly a circle of life thing. I mean... As farmers, we're producing the food that people are eating every single day, all day long in some fashion or capacity. And so it's really about being in touch with what is in your, what's in your space. And the one cool thing is, there, whether it's depending on where you live in the country or here in Florida, we've got you know, beautiful weather. We have the benefit of 24-7, 365, um, because even if it's not good, five, ten minutes later, it'll, it'll be all right. <laughs> um, you know, so, and that's kind of the, for those of you who are not from Florida, that's, that's kind of a Florida joke is if you don't like the weather now, wait five to 10 minutes, it'll be, it'll be better, different or it changes. Mm -hmm. So down here, we get to grow 12 months a year. We get to pasture raise our animals 12 months a year. And so we get the benefit of the farmer's markets and being able to know your farmer, to know that you're that the ranch or the farm that you're eating your meat proteins off is over there. And I could get a farm store in town because they, they made that connection for us or the vegetable and produce farmers around and they go in town to into town for the farmer's market. You know, 
those are the really cool things is that that's what our, the communities need to get back to. Well, I think what I mean, happens, I think what happened somewhere along the way, uh, I mean, I can, I can attest to it just from my own personal life. Um, I, I don't want someone knocking on my door. I don't even want a random phone calls, like text me first and see if I'll pick up the call, you know, like it, it we're in a different yep. world. Right. Um, and I think when you talk about, uh, you know, Jane or Joe consumer, um, for them to go and actually take, take a moment to get in their vehicle. Well, first of all, f- find a, find the farm for whatever the, you know, right. whatever item category find that farm get in your car truck go there and like just walk in unannounced or you know whatever like it's 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 unnatural at this point and i and i feel like um and i and i and i, I can think i can say this i think farmers they want you to stop by not not just to make the purchase i think they appreciate it like i feel like it's um you know those people are different and um if you're if you're accustomed to living on acreage or living away from the cities, you, you, people show up at your place. You're not upset. It's, it's kind of like, Oh, Hey, thanks for checking on me or thanks for stopping in. It's, it's very different than, you know, living in a condo and having your neighbor from downstairs knock on your door. Cause that's weird. That's, that's, that's very weird. Okay. So I want to, I want to, I want to ask a question, a clarifying question from you. You're talking about like neighbors, like out here in the country, like I know my neighbors and I know them well. And if they stop by, that's one thing. Or are you talking about like the public stopping by the farm? So if uh, the public, like for example, you're a farm, you sell okay. stuff. So I'm, right. but I'm, I'm a closed farm. My farm is not open to the public for biosecurity. Correct. Well, that's another, that's different. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not saying like to go stroll, oh, okay. the stroll the property, um, yeah. but to go and actually in, make the introduction to introduce yourself Right. Because, hey, if I live near you, well, I know that you sell stuff. I see your, I see it. Well, I want to go. Who, who owns this place? Who's the man, farm manager? Who's the farm owner or whatever? And strike up the conversation. Hey, I'm, you know, my name's Joe. I, uh, I live uh, 15 minutes that way. Um, how do I get your stuff? Oh, well, you know, we have a storefront or, hey, we have a you know, my market or, Hey, you know, this is where you get it. Thanks for coming. You know, just that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and the thing is that, like you said, you it takes some effort. And I think that, and that's an upside to the social media piece. And that's an upside to the search bars and, you know, the, the ability to say, Hey, I'm looking for, you know, pasture raised chicken near me, or, you know, I, I live in Bonita Springs, Estero, Sarasota, Bradenton, Tampa, you know, farms near me you know and then that way you can look for that you know there's we're fortunate here in florida we have a couple of phenomenal facebook groups that are truly agriculture focused centered and they're just at just about finding farms in the florida area and that's critical because people are relying on social media. And so to be able to find your farmer in your space, to be able to eat in a healthy way in your local space, that way, whether it's all the time or in a period of shortage or crisis or something like that, you know who your people are. But Mm -hmm. more importantly, 
it's the community component because your money is staying in your community. Yes. So people, I think also, um, I'm going to just hit a stereotype and I'm going to hit it respectfully and gently. You're racist. But I, want, I think it's, <laughs> I, 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 no, no, I, I think it's important to understand that there's, I think the profession of farming, especially in a small farm type of environment or setting, small farmers, I'm not talking about the big multi-million, right. billion dollar, big industry top 10 farm companies. Right. I'm not, those are not farmers. Those are companies, corporations. And again, oh, and by the way, they don't want to see you on their property. Like they don't want you to come by. Just saying. Yeah, no, no, of course not. And, and that's okay because there's plenty of people, you know, on taking care of that from a different perspective. But, you know, for all, all of the small family farms, whether we're multi-generational or like Manny and I, first generation here, is that the we are small businesses in your community, in our community. So while we're, the, while we're just a farm, we're also a business. And so when we shop in the community, we're spending that, we're circling that money back around to feed our community from an economic standpoint, just as much as we are from a food nourishment substance standpoint. The same as those people who shop with us as their farmer, then the monies that we're making from the products that they buy from us, again, goes right back into the community so we can support other businesses. And so that's another piece I think sometimes people, I, I know it's sometimes more work or more effort to seek out the farms. And, and I know that that doesn't always work for people. And so, you know, depending on the setup, like we have a farm store in town so that people don't have to drive out 45 minutes to an hour to us from where most of the communities are. That's smart. Um, but, we, you know, we are, yeah, but we are also working on building a farm store on our farm so that those individuals out here in our community next to and around the farm have a farm store here to get our stuff. And so because as communities are developing, as the in the bigger picture of just construction and people moving here into Florida, there has to be more opportunity to get a hold of that local farm product. And I think that's the other component to this is, you know, we're looking at wanting our community to know we're here. And the farmers want the communities, like there's a symbiotic relationship that has to go on or needs to go on. And I think one of the things that we're seeing here, because Florida has a lot of communities, whether they're formal gated communities or not formal gated, that we have a lot of community structures. And I think one of the things that we've seen spring up over the last couple of years, which is really an added awareness bonus, is that the communities are starting to say to one another, the families in there are saying, hey, what does our community need? What do we want? What do we value? And so like one of the things I'm doing is if the community or the families in those different communities can't always get out to me to the farmer, I've set up and I've established a community uh, a community delivery club or community club delivery. So I'm actually as the farmer pushing into the communities to meet the need, but in a reverse kind of way where I'm bringing my my meat, my pro, my produce, all of those things, my eggs, 
to you in the community. And so this way there's an awareness, but you don't have to come to me. I'm actually coming to you. And so I think there's a, a real way we can do this creatively, kind of like what you're doing with walk and talk. You're going to and on site as opposed to having them come to you in a uh, set up room where all the equipment's there. Right. You know, so it's, it's, a, it's a real conversation about what do we need in our community as a whole and saying, how do we meet this need? And let's look at it in a creative, non-traditional way so that you guys are getting what you need. We as a farm or as farmers are able to get you what you need. And we're also able to stay in the community so we can grow and raise what, what we all know we need and also support other farmers. So it's a really different way of going about meeting the needs for food, meeting the needs in food desert space. Because there's also different places that are maybe too far from a traditional farming space for agriculture because of the, you know, the, the concrete jungle or the zoning isn't right. You know, it's just not functional, but we're now able to push into food deserts and meet the need of having high quality, nutrient dense foods that you couldn't or wouldn't ordinarily be able to have access to. You know, so I, I think that's another way of addressing our collective needs by asking how can we, what can we do as opposed to, well, no, that's not going to work or no poo poo. That's not a good idea. Or no, we've never done it that way. Or this is the way we've all always done it. Whereas conversely, we're saying, no, this is what we need. And how can we make this happen? What are some ways to be creative? You know, what are, what are some, it's the effort. Just, it's the, it's the, it's, yeah. it's identifying where the, where the need is. And then you actually do and something. And just for, for the people right. out there listening, um, when, when is it? It's uh, what, what time is it right now? What is it? Nine, 10 o'clock? Um, nine o'clock? So, uh, yeah, I think so. Yep. So bottle. You're good. So I, yeah. I have nothing in front of me. I don't have my phone on me. So what I'm saying is, um, you know, we are, we, we made a, we're making the, a concerted effort on our own personal time to discuss these things because we both share the opinion that this is important and, you know, there's it's things that should be important. said. Yeah. And there's things that should be said and, and, um, discussions started and whatnot. Um, and so we're putting in the effort to make it happen. And, and this is, everyone needs to do something, you know, like it, it's, it, get out there, you know, put on the boots, so to speak, proverbial uh, boots and, and, and go make something happen. Get it done. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's important that everybody know where their, where their food's coming from and who it's coming from, not just where. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> so yeah, what I'm thinking. So yeah. And by the way, we're going to be doing this on the regular folks. Um, so, uh, whoever's listening all, you know, I think there's probably going to, we're going to get thousands and thousands of ears on this. I'm just saying, Nicole, uh, you know, we're kind of a yeah, big I deal, kind of a big deal. Oh, well, yeah, you know, someday. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, all right. No, so I'm, what I'm, I'm thinking so, is this, Carl, Yeah. what I'm thinking is this, um, this is going to go out probably, uh, tomorrow. Because I, I think okay. this was terrific. I'm gonna I'm gonna check uh, I'm gonna check some stuff out in uh, 
in post here and um, make sure everything is uh, leveled up. And I'm posting this. I think this was a terrific starter. Um, you know, we're still, uh, we're still, we're still recording and this is going to go out. I think it's great. Um, what are you thinking? What's, what say you? I, I, I would agree with you. I, I think that this is going to be an opportunity for open discussion. And, and again, in, in a way that's going to give an opportunity for you and I to say what we see, what we've learned, what we know, what we believe in a way that's not pointing fingers, not calling people out because that's not our intention. It's going to give us collectively as we gather feedback from those people who are listening and engaging with us and in asking questions and suggesting topic conversations to have, I really see this is evolving into an opportunity for some really great conversation and chatting about those things that are important with regards to our food, our food preparation, but also having a blast and talking about some goofy ways to prepare stuff and what are some things that we have worked and not worked. And, you know, it's, it's not intended to be all serious, mm. like really being able to have good conversation, discussion and debate, but to also laugh and joke about some of the things we've seen come and go that didn't work or, you know, some stuff we've tried on the farm, like with some of the stuff we've planted or, you know, some, you know, I know things that come up like what have we done with different animals and how have we evolved in our housing or our animal husbandry techniques and just, you know, some goofy stuff. I mean, I got headbutted by my 14-day-old calf this morning um, <laughs> because she was on her second liter of milk replacer bottle and, you know, she was sticking her head where it didn't go and I was trying to, like, you know, appropriately move around this 100-pound calf and, you know, it's just you know, things like that are going to come up and it's just, I think it's going to be a really neat, awesome opportunity for real life and real candor about what's going on. I think, and um, I'm looking forward. Tr- me too. And the truth is, I feel like these, um, these sort of topics, it's, you're, you, you know, you're, it's going to be a behind the scenes bonanza of, uh, cool stories. Yeah. Yeah. yeah same. Yeah. You know, yes. I, yes. So, um, all right, so we're gonna wrap it, and uh, you know, I will. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on the. Uh, where is my? There it is. There we go. Now we're cooking with Earl. That's All our. Right. Uh, that's our outro. So uh, I want to thank you, Nicole uh, Cruz, and and thank Manny too for uh, having you uh, be able to stay up late and and do this. Um, thing. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Paul. Um, I think we're going to kick some ass and uh, look forward to next week and, and what the future brings. Yeah, me too. Awesome. All right. We are awesome. out. This is Walking Circles Podcast. Let me tell you about my friends over at Citrus America and their amazing juicing equipment. They're revolutionizing the way you enjoy freshly squeezed juice. They're at the best hotels, restaurants, and markets. Their mission is simple. 
develop a unique consumer experience with on-premise juicing, deliver healthy taste options to clientele, and juice more faster. It's that easy. Citrus America supplies the highest quality juicing equipment and solutions in the industry. So whether you're a small business owner or a large corporation, Citrus America has the right juicing equipment for you. Find out more at citrusamerica.com. Citrus America. 